0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters, this is towards the very end of the academic year and perhaps the last tarbiyah session of this year. Generally towards the end of the year, Students in general, whether somebody is in a school or whether somebody is in a madrasa, it's a common aspect that as the end of the year approaches (coughs) and the long holiday comes, so there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of planning that's happening. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Lots of things run through the heart and mind. So on the one side, the little change of routine, the break as we call it, there is nothing wrong in that, provided that the laws of Shariat are not contravened in any way person is just changing the routine a bit in order to freshen the mind and to get back to the actual objective with more strength and vigour, more enthusiasm, greater energy. So that in itself is not the issue. But at the same time, what is of great importance is that this is that time of the year when things generally go out of hand. In many places, many people's lives, things generally go out of hand. Now, In this kind of environment, it becomes a very great challenge for many a person to do what is correct, to stay away from what is wrong, remain in such places which are in order, to avoid completely and refrain completely from going to any such place which is not in order. So this becomes a very big challenge. Everybody generally wants to be part of some company. Nobody wants to be left alone. Nobody wants to be left out of things. So that's a very common feeling among people, and especially young people. And if somebody seems to be getting left out, it becomes like a very depressive feeling for them. Many feel very down, very low, I'm left alone. Others are seeming to be having fun and seeming to be enjoying themselves, and I'm left alone. This is a very common problem, unfortunately, that people start feeling very down, very low. So this situation that a person wants to be fitting in somewhere, and then what that leads to? Now having company is not just permissible, it's highly encouraged that a person should be in company. But what company? That's the big question. Not just in any company, in pious company, in good company. In such company that a person feels encouraged towards deen in that company. If a person is not generally very conscious about certain aspects of deen, but in that company that will automatically start coming through. Person will become conscious of it, become concerned about it. Somebody, for example, is not very concerned about their salah. So it's a very serious problem. Allah Taala forbid, it's a very serious problem. But sometimes, even such a person, when they get into some company that is conscious of the salah, they initially do it just because of the company, but then that rubs off onto them and they start doing it sincerely. So, what changed it? The company changed it. Now, this is among the most crucial things in this holiday time the company. There is nothing new about this topic, we have discussed this on numerous occasions and there is a need to keep discussing it in future as well and especially on these occasions when it is a time when the holidays are around and people start becoming very lax, very casual and this becomes such a cancer, this casual and lax attitude and manner becomes such a cancer. Cancer eats up into something, it starts off, Allah protect us, some part of the body. Then it actually starts eating up into what is still healthy, what is good. And it starts corrupting the body. So likewise, the very environment around, the environment of shamelessness, of nudity, of recklessness, of lack of concern and care about one's deen, compromising deen, just taking things for granted and saying, well, don't worry, you can't be too strict about things. But the one is being too strict means something else. And what occasion it is used on is to say there must allow some sins to take place and be part of it also. You mustn't say anything about those sins taking place and you must be also part of it. That is what the meaning of mustn't be too strict. So, Like a person says, you mustn't be too strict. Once in a while you can be allowed to eat poison also. mustn't be so strict on your health. Once in a while some poison is fine. So that is what sin is all about. Sin is poison. One is something is on a mustahab level. Something is on a tanzihi level. And now somebody who is far away from deen, they got... They left that mustahab out or they got involved in some makru tanzihi. tanzihi So now you say, okay, just, just uh, keep quiet about it now and inshallah this will better itself. But something that's clearly haram, it's clearly forbidden in shariat and deen, so there you cannot use that statement about don't can't be too strict. Allah has given a clear command, something is haram, Nabi Islam is forbidden something, that's haram. So now what's the point about Don't be too strict. That is our basic uh, level of deen. So in any case, we were talking about the company, that the company is the very crucial thing at this time of the year especially. That what kind of company does a person keep? If the company is going to be positive, there will be positive outcomes. And if the company is negative, so we are talking about this cancer, it becomes such a cancer, the environment becomes such a cancer, that it starts eating up into the good that a person has done. And even the pious, those who apparently are pious, who are conscious of deen, it starts eating up into their minds and hearts as well. They start taking things for granted. They start becoming lax. Somebody who was very conscious of purdah, very conscious of always staying away from non-mahrams, suddenly she is roaming around also, and we have a nice holiday time. So now in the midst of some beach and some other festivals and what not carries on. And now with that parda and cloak and everything in some souk and fair. And everything goes despite such a environment that is a very negative environment permeating the whole place. Environment very negative for iman, for Akhlak. akhlaq. And these are not just a place of going and buying something, or these have become entertainment. But that entertainment is obviously far away from the kind of, uh, from the life that Deen has commanded us to live. That whole environment, people who have been in there, and then they regretted going there, and then they talk about what impact it had on their hearts, and how it affected their uh, whole system that they had in place of their ibadah, their tilawah, their zikr, du'a, everything got affected. And the inclination of the heart became completely turned from that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Suddenly now they were so deeply inclined towards doing wrong, getting involved in some haram activities. So now the environment itself is so permeating with all the kinds of negativity in terms of deen and iman. So obviously it's going to have an impact. So this is the time of the year when a person has to become not Overly excited has to become very concerned. Also, it's a natural feeling that now there's some kind of, well, call it free time. So a person feels a bit relaxed, feels that there's no pressure now. Have to be on time and have to leave early in the morning, come back, and then there's some homework and there's some other uh, preparations to do, etc. So obviously that pressure is off. So a person feels relaxed. So that gives some kind of. Uh, relaxed situation, feeling. So nothing wrong with that. To do something that will interest one, make one feel a little bit energized, but provided it is within the limits of Shariat and Deen, that's the very very big cons- uh, the, the condition, which is extremely fundamental. That Shariat has allowed something, it's fine, permitted. But when the general situation just starts sweeping through. People are just doing whatever comes to their hearts and minds and however, and sometimes give it a kind of dini ring to it by putting some you know, such names and so on that gives it some kind of dini color. Whereas in reality that's not the case. So we have to become very careful, very conscious about these things and stay far away from it. Otherwise, Allah forbid, all the efforts that we made throughout the year in trying to develop ourselves, in trying to progress in deen, in trying to get our hearts and minds conditioned towards the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, towards progressing in our a'mal, progressing in our taqwa, progressing in our akhlaq all this gets reversed, just pour water over all the efforts. And then spiritually a person has to end up starting from scratch. Maybe the theory person still remembers and so on, but spiritually a person has to end up starting from scratch. Allah forbid, sometimes we below zero, below the mark of zero, gone in minus territory. So the very crucial aspect is the aspect of company. The environment, the company. There's one well known hadith Sharif which we have discussed on many occasions previously, but it is f- such a wonderful lesson. In Bukhari Sharif, this narration is mentioned several times. One of the very close students of Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud ta'ala. He was the very, very dear student, very close student of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu is a very great Sahabi. He is such a great Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that he is among the very elite Sahaba, we can call it. And on one occasion, Nabi ﷺ said that I am happy for my Ummat with that which Abdullah bin Mas'ud anh, is happy. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, ta'ala, in other words, is being given this endorsement that he has understood deen so well that he will only give that advice and that guidance which is directly from the Quran and Sunnah. Ma Radiya Laha ibn أُمِّ This was the expression of Rasulullah Sallallahu So Abdullah bin Mas'ud is happy with I'm happy with. So this is a very great endorsement. So in any case, his very special student. So such a great personality, he is very special student. Al Rahimahullah. On one occasion Abdullah bin Mas'ud تعالى, said to somebody, that whatever I have learned over time, I have passed it over to him. He now knows it. In other words, he was such a close student. Now, such a great sahabi of Rasulullah and he's saying, I have transferred my knowledge over to him. He has learned everything I learned. So, on one occasion, now, now we can understand what a great personality this Tabi'i is. Al Qama rahimahullah. Such a great endorsement from his ustad Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala, and Such a great Sahabi himself so, Al-Qabah He comes to Sham He comes to Syria And he's come now for the first time He is not familiar With the Place, with the people So now he's come for the first time So He goes to the masjid, first he goes to the masjid And he performs two rakats nafil And then he makes du'a to Allah Ta'ala. What's a du'a? Allahumma rizuqni jaleesan saliha. According to some narration, Allahumma yassirli li jaleesan saliha. Ya Allah, grant me a pious companion. Grant me pious company. Ya Allah, make it easy for me to be in pious company. He's come to a new place. His greatest concern now. There are some things, there are, Many many details to it, but if a person has got the principal issue, then all those details become very easy. Or to understand it in a different way, there's a great amount of good things in some place. Now there's all kinds of good food there. There's excellent place to relax and rest, and there's all kinds of other things that now a person is so desir- desirous of. So now the person wants to gain access to all these things, he wants to have that good food, be able to rest properly, etc. But now he needs the door, the the, the key to the door. He's got the key to the door, then he can open the door and go in. Now this place is locked, but he needs to go in, so he needs the key. The key is a very small little key, it fits in the pocket, sometimes you get lost in the pocket too. person has to dig the pocket to find that key. So it's such a small thing but he's got that small thing now in his hand, then he can open that door and he's got access to his whole huge house and all the facilities of that house and all the things that are provided in there. But he needs that key. He's got the key, he opened it up. So likewise, there's so many things to do to progress in deen. There's so many things to now make some effort on, etc., etc. Many, many things. There's a person's ibadah to now improve on, he has to beautify his akhlaq. He has to get his mu'amalat and mu'asharat correct. He has to progress in his consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala. He has to bring the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu in his life. And all these are the things that will bring him to the success of dunya and akhirat. That will make his life in dunya also a great boon and a blessing. And will take him tremendously forward. And he will bring the everlasting bounty and benefit of the hereafter also. So now all these things are the things that he has to do. Now there's so many things. In his ibadat already there's so many things. his muasharat and Muamlat there's so many things. Akhlaq, there's so many things. So it's a very, very detailed effort that he has to make. But that detailed effort is reduced to one main effort. If he gets this one thing right, which is like that key, then he's got access to the whole house and he will be moving around, he will be enjoying that food, he will be having that excellent rest on that beautiful bed, he will be able to do all the other things that are available in that house, but he needs a key. Now he's got that access to it, and he's benefiting from it, and enjoying everything. So likewise, the access to all these things that we need to do, and to get the full benefit of it, the key to it is good company. You've got good company, you've got the road open to you. And you'll be able to progress tremendously. And you've got bad company, then you are on a, not just at the side of a mountain, you're at the edge of a cliff, and it is, you are being pushed in that direction, Allah forbid when the person gets thrown over the cliff. It's like a person standing at a cliff, and there's a heavy wind blowing, very, very heavy wind. Sometimes when there are these tornadoes, and some other storms and so on so there's a wind sometimes blowing at 40 miles an hour 50 miles an hour 70-80 kilometers 90 kilometers an hour sometimes you get very severe wind so in that wind people don't even come out because they can get just pushed by the wind they can get hurt badly they can get banged into something people steer out of such areas so this is the bad company and the good company just opens the way out for a person so in any case, Al-Qabah, rahimahullah, has come to Sham, has come to Syria for the first time. And the first thing he comes, he makes two rakat salah, and he makes dua to Allah. Ta'ala. Allahumma yassir li jaleesan saliha, Allahumma rzuqni jaleesan saliha. Then he comes out from there. Now the lesson again here, when a person is sincere, when a person is genuine, they really want to achieve something. They are not making a half-hearted dua, well, okay, if it comes right, it comes right, and then don't come right, I'll do what I want. No, it's from the depth of the heart, there is a yearning for it, and the person is truly committed to it. And then makes dua to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala opens the way forward. So now he just made dua from the depth of his heart, it was the cry of his heart. Now He comes out, There's some people seated there, so he comes and sits by them. So he sees somebody who also came and sat there next to him Looks like a very pious person, very senior person So he asks somebody, who is this? He says, you don't know him? This is the great Sahabi, Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala So now he is very amazed, astonished, mashallah Subhanallah, what a wonderful opportunity Allah gave me I am sitting right next door to this great Sahabi now What a wonderful thing Allah has made possible for me so now he greets him and then he expresses this happiness also. And he says, look, I just made dua that Allah Ta'ala must grant me good company, pious company. And now the next thing I see is I am sitting next to you. What he meant to say here was, now this is not exactly part of the topic we are speaking about, but it is part of the Hadith Sharif, so we will just discuss this. So now what he meant to say was that my dua got answered by you being the person I got blessed to be with. So in other words, that subhanallah, I was looking for pious company. Allah ta'ala answered my dua. I got pious company. So you are mashallah, the pious person that I am very fortunate to be with. Now when Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala is being told this, what is his immediate response? Immediate response. Not that he thought about it and so on, because the condition of the heart comes onto the tongue. What is in the heart, that comes onto the tongue. If there is the greatness of Allah in the heart, it will come on the tongue. If the greatness of some other things Allah forbid is there, that will come on the tongue also somewhere. If there is the consciousness of Allah in the heart, that will come on the tongue also. And Allah forbid if the person is conscious of other things, then he can't escape it. In other words, for a while sometimes a person can pretend to say something, Something positive which is not there, etc. But it can't happen forever. It will come. What is in the heart must come on the tongue. The reality will come out. So if there is sabar in the heart, that sabar will come on the tongue also. If there is tolerance in the heart, that tolerance will come in the tongue also. There is muhabbat and sincerity in the heart, then sincere muhabbat will come on the tongue as well. And if there is malice in the heart you'll find it coming out in some way or the other on the tongue. It'll come out. It's not possible to forever duck and dive out of that condition of the heart. It'll it'll get exposed on the tongue some way or the other. It must come out. So here, now he was actually getting to this point, that I made this dua, and mashallah, Allah bless me with your company, so you are that pious person. Now his heart, Abu ta'ala's heart was filled with this humility. Was filled with the reality of Tawazu. And the reality of Tawazu now started coming automatically onto his tongue. And this is where the reality comes. When a person is on the spot, when there is a situation, then the reality comes out. To be able to prepare a speech of humility and now to think beforehand and express some words of humility I'm nobody, I'm nothing that's very easy on the spot what comes out that will speak that do I really believe I'm nobody I believe I'm somebody so therefore why was I treated like this why the person didn't give me any consideration they just bypassed me and didn't take my opinion in this matter uh, I wasn't given that respect and honor that I deserve And, uh, person just took me like a child and just just ignored me and walked past me like nothing happened here. I'm not existing. So, that all now comes from some other feeling in the heart that I'm somebody. So in any case, Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala, who immediately asks him that, where are you from? So he says, I'm from Kufa. Okay, mashallah, you are from Kufa. You are in Kufa. Is not that personality in Kufa also? Which personality? The personality who was the keeper of the secret of Rasulullah Hazrat Huzaifa r.a. So obviously somebody who Nabi ﷺ gave such a secret which he didn't give any other sahaba to. That secret to anybody. Just gave it specifically to this person. So he can't be an ordinary person. He will be a very very senior person. Very great person, very pious person, even among the Sahaba. He would have a very special position. So in other words, you have such a great personality in your midst, right in Kufa. Then he says the person who Allah Ta'ala blessed with the refuge from Jahannam, from the safety of Jahannam, through the tongue of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for him. In other words, he was given the glad tiding that he is safe from Jahannam. So Allah put that glad tiding in the heart of Rasulullah and He expressed it for the Sahabi of His, Hazrat Ammar. Is He not also in Kufa? In other words, such a great virtue He has that He is still living on earth but He has already been given this that He has been granted refuge from the fire of Jahannam and on the tongue of Rasulullah. So now this is such an endorsement. So meaning he's not an ordinary person, he's a very senior person, very great person. Is he also not there in kufa with you? And then he says, What about the Sahibul Visadi was siwaq? That sahabi of Rasulullah who used to be the custodian of the miswak, of the pullo of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In other words, he would be keeping charge of these items and whenever there was a need for it he was ready there. To present it, present the miswak, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam needed to rest, present the pro. So now this won't be somebody that's a far off person. When he has been sort of given this opportunity, so he can be only somebody very close and somebody who is right there all the time. So he's a very, very senior person. Meaning he had this opportunity with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he's a very senior person. So he's right there. So now, when he started on this topic and asking, Is this person not in Kufa? Also, you come from Kufa. So, is this person not in Kufa such a great personality? That person not in Kufa such a great personality? The third person such a great personality? What is he saying? He is turning the attention away from himself. He is turning the attention away that what are you talking about me or I, you're saying, you know what, you made dua that Allah has give you pious company and then suddenly you saw me, so I'm the pious person. Are you don't know who you got right there in Kufa with you. Those are the great people. So what he is actually doing, despite being also a person of great position and a very highly placed Sahabi of Rasulullah but he is immediately turning the attention away from himself. Doesn't want any attention to be focused towards himself. Now this is, we digressed from our topic, but a very important point, therefore this is being discussed as well that we are living in the time of social media. And social media, actually we can call it show-off media. This is the time that we are living in of show-off media. That we must show off about everything. Whatever we, something, if we don't have anything to show off about, we must make something up to show off about it. So any small thing a person did, it must go onto to social media. show of media rather and it must get circulated, and then now we people are sitting and waiting to see now how many likes they got. Now this is very unlike a mu'min's way. The person now wants this popularity and seeing how many likes I got, how many people out there like me, or they like what I did. Now this drawing attention to ourselves, Whereas the way that we are taught in deen, which we learn from this lesson of Hazrat Abu Darda yalan, as well, is to try and turn the attention away from ourselves. I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Truly to try to do that. But now this show of media has made us now try to attract attention. Try to attract the attention of anyone and everyone. So now we've tried to get this person on that group and that person on that group. Or we try to put ourselves onto groups where there's now a lot of people there and now every now and then something is getting posted the whole idea of that posting is draw the attention to oneself and in order to enhance their position and status in society people keep changing their statuses so this is all the new terminology of the times we are in so now in order to change their position and status in society I am somebody also I am not left out in the dark so you can read my status you will see I am somebody I can keep putting new new things all the time i got a very high status. So you can see my status. So all these are gimmicks of Shaitan and Nafs to destroy the spirit of Deen. So now that spirit of Deen which is that humility, that Tawazu, and that which demands now that a person is trying to turn the attention away from oneself. And here the opposite is happening. Through this so-called social media, which has become now show of media, there are some permissible usages of this, so if somebody is using it strictly in the permissible way, then you can't. Not, nobody's saying it's haram, but these groups and all these aspects, this has, besides being a terrible waste of time, very often it has a lot of harmful aspects to it. If now a person feels everybody's posting something, and everybody they said how many grams they are worth. You know what's their weight. In society, how many grams they are? One gram or two grams? So that they put it on Instagram. So now you must know, I'm also, i got some weight in me now. I'm two grams. Somebody else now put something more on, three grams. And somebody, they say now, no, no, I probably am kilogram. So now, try to work out now, who's one gram and who's two grams and who's a kilogram. But in reality, what is happening is, that they are getting weightless in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. Because a person with humility, with tawazo, that person now will be having that weight. Humility is humbling oneself. It lowers oneself. That is going to be weighty on the scale of good deeds. It's going to be lowering the scale of good deeds, meaning making it full, making it heavy, which means success, inshallah. And all the show-off and this pride and this attracting attention, this takes the weight out of everything. This takes that weight out of the amal, out of the person's reality, meaning that in the court of Allah Ta'ala, then the person now is getting weightless, meaning of no no significance. So the more we try to show off and the more we try to attract attention, the more we are actually distracting the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala from ourselves. And this is a very important thing to take note of. We don't... Our weight doesn't become meaning the weight in society and the weight of our of our reality, the weight of our position and status doesn't increase by the amount of grams you got on Instagram and our status and position doesn't increase by changing our statuses on social media and by all the time circulating something and posting something and this and that and the other just to attract attention, these all have become to a very great extent attention-seeking devices. That is what it has become, attention-seeking devices. And things which are, which always have been regarded as of a private nature. So many things in a household, in a family, are regarded and always were regarded as a kind of private nature. But now, everything now, because in some way we have to keep drawing attention to ourselves, we have to say something, so all these things are also posted in some way. All these things also splashed on social media On show of media or other So The whole mindset changes And now the person is all the time Consumed by the same thing How many likes I got And how many followers I have What is all this He's drawing, trying to attract attention How many followers I have And how many likes And Allah knows what else These are the few things that You just heard around but these are the things that then consume us. And people get so entrapped in these things, they got no time now for tilawat, they got no time for the zikr and dua. One is, is there some useful purpose? Like somebody, for example, circulated some recipe. mashallah, very nice recipe, so fine, very good. But now they are circulating one picture of what they cooked, or what they baked. So how is that going to benefit somebody? They are going to get a taste out of it? It's a different thing if they wrote that I cook something, everybody is invited, come. So now fine, invited everybody, very good, no problem. But no invitation there for anybody. He just said now, I did something too, see how I laid it out. So that is not going to help anyone. That is just attracting attention. That is just attracting attention. It's seeking attention. So we have to now become conscious of this. This was a digression from the topic we were talking about we were talking about company. And this is also part of company now because we are in that kind of group on social media or rather, I keep making a mistake in saying social media, show off media. So now we are in that kind of company. So now we also have to show off. We also have to now be the one. We also have to be one up. So this is a very detrimental thing. We have to become conscious that these things don't take us forward in life, rather it becomes a problem for us. It retrogresses us. It makes us become stagnant in deen. Rather it takes us backward in deen. So coming back to the original topic, just to round off, the very crucial thing is our company. Let us keep reflecting upon this. Don't get caught up in this, that anybody and everybody we just join up. We just join anything and everything. We have to be very, very careful. Our most Precious possession is our iman, our deen. We cannot afford to compromise us in any way. Allah wa ta'ala give us the taufeeq that we always remain in good company. Allah ta'ala protect our iman, our amal, our akhlaq. Allah ta'ala protect us from every difficulty and hardship. Allah ta'ala protect the iman, amal of every mu'min. Protect the life, wealth and honor of every mu'min. Allah ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen. Keep us on Iman, take us on Iman, and raise us on the Day of Qiyamah to Iman. Wa ankhiru da'wana anil rabbil alameen. الله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير، واختم لنا بالخير، واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير، بيدك الخير، إنك على كل شيء قدير. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين، وجعلنا للمتقين إماما، ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا، وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار، ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك، وَلَا تُخْزِنَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّكَ لَا تُخْلِفُ الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآل وصحابه معين والحمد لله رب